and making business profitable with EGS. What is EGS? It's EBITDA Growth Systems. What is EBITDA? EBITDA is earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Why is EBITDA important? Because it tells you how much your business is worth. This podcast is brought to you by EBITDA Growth Systems, where we guarantee to double your profits within three years or give you your money back. So in today's podcast, we're going to answer the question, when do you need to look outside yourself to grow your business? That's right. Right. And before we start, Mike, uh, I heard some news about oh, Fuego. Yeah, so Fuego is my 2004 Ford F-150. And I was very fond of that truck. It was given to me by a client and um, just died. Died at an intersection, Dave. Oh, man. And, that, and Fuego's had a few lives, right? They've yeah. been a construction truck and and then been your truck. And... Yeah, yeah. The timing chain went and oh, I, boy. Guess, I guess it's an interference motor or something, but she was done. So I uh, I had her towed to, uh, to a mechanic. And he's like, hey, we can put a new engine in here for about five grand. Uh, and, you know, I came back to you and was like, what do you think, Dave? And you're like, uh, I'm like, I don't know. I think Fuego's dead. And, and I had to really come to grips with that. So I was going to savage it for $200. And I had another buddy say, put it out there on Craigslist for $2,850. Next day, $2,500 cash. Well, I mean, if you think about it, Fuego, you call it a Fuego because it's red, right? Yeah. Bright red truck. Bright red truck. But it had four-wheel drive that worked, had all the ancillary things outside the motor that was working, a good pickup bed. You took really good care of that as far mm-hmm. as the inside of the cab and everything, and it was an extended cab truck. Yeah. Good tires, wheels, and all the good stuff. So, really, if somebody had a motor in it, they could make a nice little pickup truck out of that. Or if they knew how to fix, I mean, I guess you didn't have to replace the motor. And, and yeah. It just... But it fits the front end. So, just a moment of silence for Fuego. I appreciate you asking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's let's talk. Let's jump into this podcast. Uh, it's now that uh, now that Fuego's gone, I look forward to your next named vehicle. Um, so, you know, when when you're running a business and you're doing the day to day thing, Mike and. Uh, when do you need to say ah, it's more than just me that I need just to keep my mind straight? And we always talk about the railroad tracks, right? The tracks that you put your business on and you cast a vision, you have a mission, and the railroad tracks are going in that direction. And when do you really need the input of anybody else? Why, why can't someone just do this in a bubble? Well, Dave, you know, your question that you posed was when do you need to look outside yourself to grow your business? So I think if you just want to have a a hobby, you don't ever have to look outside yourself. You yeah. just have a hobby, and you might make a couple of dollars. Right, big difference between a hobby and a business, huh? No doubt. And so if you're looking to grow your business, there's no reason in the world why you would do that by yourself. Uh, there's no reason in the world why you wouldn't reach out. And at the early, at the onset of your business, you're gonna do it through relationships because you're not gonna wanna pay money for the advice and counsel that you're gonna need to receive. And so you'll attend uh, a National Tooling and Machining Association Trade Association meeting or um, a a heating and uh, plumbing trade association meeting. I mean, you should become a part of a trade association for your craft. Yeah, I'll tell you what, when I was running a machine shop and I would 
show up these things and talk to other people that are going through similar issues, typically they had answers or speakers that were educating us on better ways to quote, better ways to be more efficient and lean, better ways for my business, better ways to make profit, different, they had tools available for us in those associations. I think there's a lot of value in that. And Dave, I think that uh, in our travels, we encounter companies that are less than 200,000 in revenue, and we encounter companies that are more than 20 million in revenue. And it's surprising how often the person who's running a less than $200,000 company feels like they need to do it all on their own. And how often when we encounter someone in a $20 million business, they're looking for help. It seems like it'd be that way around. Yeah, it's different. It's a, it's a lot of the really small companies. What we typically run across is those guys already have the answers. And, uh, and I remember me in that situation, um, I didn't have the answers. I had some good friends, though, which uh, I was able to bounce things off of. But uh, when you just start, you don't know what you don't know. How long did it take you to realize that you didn't know everything you needed to know? And there's got to be a better way. I was probably six years, six to eight years of just grind, right? I can just work, I can just outwork any problem. It was probably six to eight years. It, that was my uh, vocational MBA. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, that's a good description. I mean, you have to school of hard knocks. Mm -hmm. That's one way to go. And that one is free. It's open for everybody. Well, it is free and open for everybody, but if, if you think 90 hours a week, not seeing your family's free, then uh, uh, you know if you can bypass seventy percent of that by going to school and working on the side to kind of figure it out and do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's formal education, but uh, typically you know you can just uh, develop relationships with people, and uh, everyone wants to see you succeed. Very few people have a uh, what we call a scarcity mentality. A scarcity mentality is if I get mine, you can't get yours, and if you get yours, I can't get mine. Yeah. Those people uh, you're not going to enter into a relationship with because they're, they have a zero-sum game mentality. But most people are, have an abundance mentality, like there's plenty of work for everybody, and I'm going to help you be successful, and, and if I have a question, I'm sure you'll help me be successful. And, uh, I find in the trades, uh, most people have that abundance mentality. Yeah, because there is, there's a tremendous, there's trillions of dollars of work out there to be had and there are lots of customers looking for good suppliers because suppliers typically don't deliver a good part on time. So there's always work out there for the guy that just wants to deliver a good part on time and how you do that is by submersing yourself in these organizations and understanding, being a part of the board even, but understanding all the tools that are out there. And once you understand the tools and you start playing around with that, I think the next step is is more of an advisor. You, you need some kind of advisor or board member or something to kind of make sure because that's the difference between one year and five years. Sure. Because so, you can do five years of business or you can do one year five times. Yeah, yeah. So, and what happens is, is we only know what we know. So you get through that. I, I know five or six people and they do it this way, so I'm gonna do it this way, I'm gonna do it this way, I'm gonna do it this way, and then you then you have your year. And then the next year you have your year again. And, and then you want and you wind up finding the same amount of profits 
the same amount of OPEX. In fact, you don't really care about OPEX. You just care about, hey, this is how much profit I'm making or this is how much revenue I'm making. So right. it's typically it points to a revenue game because everybody compares revenue, employees per revenue, you know, what's everything as a percentage of revenue. So it's kind of tricky to understand. It's really all about profits. And we'll talk about that in a different episode, I'm sure. But Sure, sure. So yeah, so you move, you moved in from uh, relationships, you know, meeting on relationships to learn to uh, now it's gonna start costing you a little bit of money because you you got four or five employees and you know you're trying to you continue to grow the business and uh, and and the support that you you need a desk free mirror now you need someone who's kind of more committed to your company and more committed to your success and uh, it, it's gonna cost you a little bit of money to get that that coach or that advisor who's gonna be a desk free mirror and say if you continue to do that you can get this result. If you do something different, you get a different result. Right, right. And what we typically see in there, you go from like a a negative two percent to a three percent profit, up to your ten to fifteen percent profit. That's usually the change there. So the advisory might cost a little bit of money, but the bang for the buck is tremendous. Oh, to have to have somebody give you a dust free mirror, it's it's just amazing. It, it really is exponential growth. It's very good for the owner, very good for their family, and very good for the employees. Yes, and then at some point, Dave, you know, uh, you, your company is growing, you know, by leaps and bounds if you're fortunate enough to, to have it do that. And uh, once a company gets to a certain size, um, you, you need some, some what we call operation um, experience, but operational experience. So all of a sudden, these you need some accounting support, finance support. Right. You need some HR support, or you're going to end up in jail. Um, you're going to need some sales and marketing support. I mean, you're going to need some. These are overhead people. These are operating expense. That's right. And um, and you're going to need some kind of manager between you and the employees. Absolutely, absolutely. And so it's all that uh, you go from being the uh, the king cook and bottle washer, right, and all the way to uh, now. I have to put people in there to support this business. Otherwise, there's not enough hours in a day, and that person will, will never get very far. And I think that's where a lot of uh, companies they just hit the ball. They hit the wall. Small because, business for sure. Sure, sure. They can't see the way clear to staff some of these positions. But if they don't staff the positions, they won't grow. It's, so it's that's that's the thing they don't see. Yeah, um, yeah. And so. And you don't have to staff with a full-time marketing person. You don't have to staff with a full-time HR person. You can contract with these people on a fractional basis. And uh, so you get as much of it as you need without having to pay for that resource full-time. Yeah, you get a $140,000 person for $42,000 a year and and them do $140,000 kind of work, but only one day a week where he's just knocking out of the park, but he's getting four days worth of what your bookkeeper get, would get done and twice the quality right sure, out right sure. out of the gate it's, a, it's definitely but uh yeah just to wrap my hands around this a super small company you know sub one hundred thousand dollars they they have to learn to lean on people and organizations and look for webinars look for education seminars look for ways to kind of prop up their business then once they start getting into a spot where they're making some revenue some decent revenue um, take on some kind of advisory, somebody to make sure that they continue to grow exponentially and mm-hmm. to really get that profit. And then once you get that profit to a certain point, 
you can back off on your advisory a little and add staff and use the advisory people for educating your staff to make sure your middle management's really propped up to run your business. Is that is that kind of what? Sure, sure. But you know, again, when you staff those roles, you don't have to staff them full time. That's right. Until you get, you know, to a size where you it makes sense to staff these roles full time. You have enough issues from an HR standpoint, for example, to put an HR professional okay. in place. Okay, so it's kind of like advisory. And then from advisory, you go to bring on a couple fractional people, whether it's a PEO or fractional HR, fractional controller, fractional this, fractional sales, whatever. And then from there, you kind of taper that down as you hire staff as you need, as you grow and you need that, uh, all that volume, right? Absolutely. And we, we, we call that scaling. Yep. So that's how you scale your business. I mean, and so if you, if you think you're going to be a $20 million business, and you don't have to look out of yourself, outside of yourself to grow your company to that. Uh, there are so many people who, who thought that and who are languishing in around $300,000, dollars in revenue and bringing home three or $4,000 in profit. Yeah, it's a tough situation. Um, it, it's a real tough situation to see someone work that hard and, and not bring much home as far as profit. But uh, let's talk about scaling for a second. You, you're an author of a book called Scaling Exit, right? Yes. So what was your, out of all that that you wrote, I read the book, I loved it, by the way, thought mm-hmm. it was masterfully written, and it the way it uh, unrolls um, for people that are looking to scale to exit their business, I, I really liked the the uh, structure in which you, you put that book together. What was your favorite part about writing that book in the scaling side? Well, I think uh, what prompted me to write the book was uh, the, the plight of baby boomers. And we've talked about this before. So, um, you know, I, I had a strategy to help baby boomer business owners double their evaluation in anticipation of an exit that's coming in the next three to five years. And uh, so I was just so jazzed about the design of a solution that every baby boomer business owner could uh, could employ. And. Uh, it's it's not rocket science. It's just hard work. So I want everybody I want everybody to listen to that. That was totally an ad lib question from Mike Watkins. But after being around in business and around business for thirty five years, knowing that there is a way to take your business and double your profits, and it's just right at the tip of our fingers to where we can go out there and do that. I think the biggest thing about this whole subject is that it's time to get off your butt and get involved. Get involved in the, if you're a machine shop in the NTMA, if you're in the trades, get involved with the Builder Association. If you're if you're a million dollars plus, get somebody as part of an advisory, you know? If you're in there and you're in advisory and you're still growing, it's time to get somebody fractional to get you from there to staffing. You know. It's time to lean into your business and take your business to the next step because business always moves in one of two directions, doesn't it, Mike? Absolutely. And Dave, I appreciate what you're saying. You and I come out of Fortune 100 environments. And in Fortune 100 environments, there's somebody that you call when you have an IT problem. Right. There's someone you call if if you have a contract that needs to be reviewed. There's someone you call if you want to uh, go after a, a, a contract with a, with a new customer. I mean, in large companies, you have all these roles staffed. In small, small business owners, 
just assumes that they don't need to staff all those roles. Every company needs to have those functions operating. They just look different depending on your size. Right. So scaling is all about trying to get to be a big company. And, and I think the big, I think a big mess for small and medium-sized businesses, and, and if you're a small, medium-sized business owner, I mean, look at yourself when I say this. The big miss is that, oh, I can handle that. Sure, sure. That is and the big miss. Can you handle the legal? Can you handle the HR? Can you handle the finance? Can you handle the employees? Can you handle the training? Can you handle really good onboarding? We need to do an onboarding one, yeah. you know, podcast. Um, can you handle the customers? Can you handle all this? Because I tell you, if business is good, the customers are taking up 80% of your time. Sure, sure. So, I mean, the truth of the matter is, it's time to get serious about growing our companies and doing it right. Right on, Dave. Right on, Mike. systems do what we do because we want to impact lives through improving business performance if you want more information go to our contact page at www.ebitagrowsystems.com that's e-b-i-t-d-a growthsystems.com